Hello and welcome to the Scottish Fantasy Football Community Podcast. My name is Thomas. And I'm Harry. And this is our preview to Game Week 9. Um, this follows on from the bonus episode we did due to the international break, which for Scottish football fans went relatively well. Very positive. Two wins from two. Last minute winning against Israel was something to relish. But yeah, looking forward to getting cracking on with the you know the next quarter of the season. Um, was it a welcome break for you or are you quite hungry to get back to it? I think it was a welcome break and as a result I am now looking forward to getting back into Scottish fantasy football. Yeah, so for those of you who are wondering uh, what we're talking about, maybe you missed it, we released a bonus episode um, last week on the Wednesday, um, essentially covering sort of trends we've seen emerging uh, in the season thus far from a Fantasy Football Scotland perspective, and uh, what we think um, the sort of next, I guess, eight game weeks plus are going to look like. Um, So if you haven't given that a listen, I would highly recommend it. Um, this week's episode is probably going to be a bit of a shorter one as well as a result because we sort of covered the vast majority of general topics and themes um, that we would have in this episode. Um, so yeah, highly recommend you go and give that a listen. Thomas, can you cast your mind back to game week 8? How was your Fantasy Football Scotland performance? Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really remember. I think it went alright, but I think... My squad looked threadbare. I think I had like four non-playing players in total. So I had my like bench trick player not playing, and then I had McCart who was sent or who was um, suspended. Uh, I had Welsh who didn't play, and I think McGinnis didn't play a minute either. Yeah, he's out with a knock, and he's still flagged for the game week coming. So yeah, I've got a few fires on my hand. However, what was your points total? Um, so I got 50 points in total, which again was well above the average. Oh, I'm looking at it here. I don't have Welsh on my team anymore. It was Tav that didn't play. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, Captain Tav didn't feature. Yep. He was rested in place of Patterson. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so I ended up, my captaincy moved on to Boyce, which again is a, a hit, but I would prefer if both my captain and my vice-captain were playing. And then, pre- apart from that, pretty much everyone else on the pitch returned, apart from Clark, Charles Cook and Boyle. Whilst you scored 50 points, did you not also take a minus four? You made two transfers last oh, week? Oh, yes, I, yes, I did. So I believe I transferred out Welsh and Nisbet last week for Tanzer and Watt. And we discussed on the bonus episode how I potentially could come to regret that maybe but I think at the time jumping off Nismet made sense there was no in my mind looking at the fixture there was no way he was going to score against Rangers and um, ultimately that's six million pounds plus of your budget like more than ten percent just not firing for you so yeah I binned him off but yeah Tanzer for Welsh he got me six points which is always nice to see and then Ramsey and Smith both got five and six points respectively. Then Turnbull and Jota again got five and nine respectively, with only Charles Cook and Boyle not returning in midfield. Then my vice captain, which turned into my captain in Boyce, got me twelve points in total, and then what didn't return and got the two. Fair enough. And I've got here that your OR slid down to two hundred and forty nine. 
down to 249. I thought it was down like the tiniest wee red arrow. To, by 249, you mean 749. Uh, correct, Thomas. <laughs> 749, you slid from... It might have been like 740-something. Yeah. 719, so that tiny little a red th- arrow. A 30-place skid. Again, not a huge red arrow, but... Yeah. I'm building some solid foundations yeah. to kick off. Well, as we were saying, you're 25% of the way through the season, almost, and your your overall rank is three figures, so I wouldn't be too upset. Nah. Myself, I um, did not have the best of game weeks. I scored a measly 41 points, um, and my overall rank fell uh, to 484. Uh, but as we discussed in the bonus app, I was quite happy to see myself at the almost quarter way mark um, inside the top 500 um, specifically from the game week you know it's a bad game week when the second best thing that happened to you was Anik keeping a clean sheet so Boyce uh, um, my vice captain as well who then became my captain in, in the absence of Tav he returned for 12 points Anik scored me 7 um, Turnbull got me 5 which just sort of about squeaks into the things that went well category and then Ramsey too got 5 points um, on the flip side, Tav benched was disappointing. Um, McGinn had a zero pointer. Regan Giles Cook got one point and was hooked on forty five minutes. And uh, yeah, oh, and McGinnis didn't feature at all, so it was a pretty tough week. But but what I will say is, I feel like I said this when I had a bad game week. For a bad game week, that's not too bad a game week. No, I'll take it. It's okay. And ultimately. I still look good heading into this next game week. I definitely won't be taking any hits, so I'm quite happy with the shape my squad is in. Shall we have a little look over the fixtures and the, sorry, the results from game week eight, Thomas? Sure, let's go for it. From the top, then we have Dundee United, Ross County. Um, the Tangerines um, come out one 0 winners, um, and I I would have to say that I think maybe based on statistics, Ross County could consider themselves to be a touch unlucky with the same number of shots and one more on target um, yeah it just doesn't seem to be coming together, coming together for Ross County this was the sort of you know run of fixtures we targeted as well ah, might be worth bringing a Ross County player in um, but in real life they're not they're not taking advantage of it they're not really picking up many points I have Regan Charles Cook he scored me one point and uh, yeah I think I'm a void at this point I'm not going to be bringing in anymore that's for sure Thomas, anything to say about the match? Yeah, I mean, Dundee looked relatively solid defensively, as we've sort of come to expect from the Arabs this season. Um, but yeah, no, another poor showing from the Staggies. So again, I've got Charles Cook, and I, I'm already tempted to sort of transfer him out, but I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. This is. I would happily wait for the fixtures to play out, but the thing that bothers me is he's playing half a game each game. But yeah, I think we we discussed this in the bonus set. Uh, Dundee United look like a sort of go-to side for defensive picks. You've got some value there, and they ultimately kept another clean sheet. So you know, if you're looking for maybe. Aberdeen defender replacements who come into a tough run or um, you're sick of Celtic shipping goals home and away then yeah I think maybe Dundee United would be where you would look um, for an option I would also like to point out that Ian Harks I think is one of like the best below £5 million rated midfielders yeah I think he finds himself in might even be in fourth overall 
Yeah. He's definitely, oh, he's definitely, he's definitely inside the top ten. And uh, I actually have it here. So he scored thirty nine points in total, um, but twenty nine of those has come in the last three game weeks. Yeah. So a very form based pick if you were to pick him up. True, but Dundee United seem to have the fixtures to match. Yeah. Um, they face. Uh, uh, Admittedly, Hibs away is a tough fixture. But following that, they go Motherwell home, Livingston away, St. Johnson at home. And I think from at least a defensive standpoint, solid fixtures. What I will also say is, if I really cast my brain back to watching the highlights, I remember Niskanen, the goal scorer, like he looked like he was going to score. He was getting into the box often and getting in good like getting into space and good positions. So I also wouldn't blame you if you thought about jumping on that bandwagon. If you're wanting maybe a safer play than the more explosive Niskanen or Harks, then I think Jandro Fuchs would be a shout. At the start of the year, uh, Fantasy, uh, Scot- Fantasy Football Scotland um, came out with a whole new sort of inverted commas bonus point scoring routes, uh, one of which were uh, interceptions, tackles, shots on target, completed passes. And at this point, um, Jandro Fuchs has uh, made seven starts, received seven bonus points. And I don't think he's registered an attacking return. I might be wrong on that. Um, but that, that comes to 30 points across eight game weeks. So quite a sort of a little steady ticking over of points. And someone I'm considering having to put on my bench. I'm getting a bit tired of having non-starters. Um, and he's played every minute since he's arrived. So I think I'm, I, I could see myself going there. And finally, Seagrass's price has plummeted after he got injured. If I was on a wild card, he'd be straight in my team. I wouldn't overthink it. Yeah, so me and Harry discussed our wild card, what our wild card team would look like. Yeah. Before, him or Gordon. Yeah, in, in the bonus episode, and I completely forgot that Benjamin Seagrass had came back, and in my head, he was like valued over 3 million, but 2.6, if yep. I'm right in saying, yep. so very, very cheap for someone as good as he is, and potentially as high point scoring as he is. Mm-hmm. Hearts versus Motherwell, Thomas, what did you think? I think that we, in the episode prior to the game, we sort of predicted this outcome where we were discussing how Motherwell were significantly overperforming in both metrics as they had conceded a lot less than their XG against would suggest and scored a lot more than their XG for would also suggest. And I believe Hearts looked every bit of the team of of the team that are chasing Rangers at the top of the table they looked very convincing yeah I'd have to agree with you uh, does seem to me like Craig Gordon bailed him out a little bit he was player of the week according to Sofa score and um, whilst yes Motherwell have been outperforming their underlies it looks like this week it looks like this week um, they underperformed somewhat they took 20 shots and 7 on target um, twice as many shots as 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 Hearts, so I wouldn't be in a rush to get rid of my Motherwell strikers. Um, but I don't think, yeah, I didn't think this form was going to last, and I think this might be the start of that. Other things to note from a fantasy football perspective: um, uh, Stephen Kingsley scored a ripper of a free kick. Liam Boyce scored a penalty, won a penalty, and missed said penalty. Um, um, but ultimately. Hearts look like a go-to team for fantasy football assets and it's one of those squads. I think they join the echelon of Celtic Rangers, 
uh, Hibs and Aberdeen of teams that you could triple up and have no qualms or worries about. You know, Craig Gordon, a defender, and Liam Boyson, there you go. Um, and yes, like Dundee United, I think they come into a quite a kind run of fixtures. I mean, um, they they've think got they... Rangers away this yeah. weekend, followed by Dundee FC at home, St. Johnson away, Aberdeen away, then uh, Dundee United at home, Motherwell away, St. Mirren at home. So, yeah, if you've got three players, three hearts players, maybe would be getting rid of one for this week and then bring back in, or just hold, put them all on the bench. Uh, I mean, what I will say from that run, it seems like there's three or four teams that we would expect to be performing better, like your St. Johnston and your Aberdeen, who are kind of underperforming. I think St. Johnston are starting to improve. Same with St. Mirren. Yeah, same with St. Mirren, but I s- they still aren't fantastic. Yeah, and hearts and hearts look great. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of the coin, um, Motherwell's fixtures coming up. Look at yeah, a bit sticky in the next six: Celtic at home, Dundee United away, St. Mirren at home, Rangers at home, Aberdeen away, Hearts at home. So you've got six difficult games, arguably at least from an attacking standpoint. And yeah, I'm not in a rush to get any Motherwell players in. Um, some stats from the game falling under the same category as Jandro Fuchs uh, Cammy Devlin scored uh, he didn't score sorry he made four interceptions um, four tackles and made one key pass and he is also he's not up there for terms of points but I think he scored 14 points in two game weeks and hasn't re- registered an attacking return it's all come from clean sheet bonus interceptions passes tackles etc so he's also on my on my list of uh, Players I'm considering to replace the the injury Camaganis. I think he's sort of a Benny Benigni esque yep. type player. I mean, I know Benny Benigni got a, an assist last game week, but he's another player that's been getting up their passes points. They've been like getting bonus points and whatnot. And it's something I want to experiment with too. I wonder if bringing in one of those guys and just set and forget on the bench means I can then focus my transfers on moving big hitters around and making sure I've got the best captaincy every week. So I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of Cami Devlin, Benny Benigni, Jandro Fuchs. Um, because I think I think it's Fuchs and Benigni find themselves in the top five midfielders under four million. Uh, I'll check that just now. Yeah, I think Benny Benigni is second and Fuchs is fifth. Or it, 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 may, be, it may be the inverse. You go Harks then Benigni. Then you have McGuinness, then Spittle, then Fuchs. Yeah, so two and fifth is very reasonable, and I think that's possibly where I'll be going. Outside of that, I did a little bit of uh, Tony Watt, Kane Willery, Kevin Van Veen comparison. Um, so in that order, two shots, two shots, no shots, no key passes, no key pass, one key pass. So kind of a quiet day from the Motherwell front three, um, but ultimately playing the second best team in the league at the moment, arguably, both, both with regards to squad and form. Um, so I'm not going to beat on Motherwell. Despite getting my prediction correct, I'm not going to beat on Motherwell too hard here. I think fair enough. Going away to, to Tiny is not easy this season. Pressing on, onto the third fixture. Uh, Livingston took on St. Mirren at home. And we're sort of starting to see a resurgence of St. Mirren of old, St. Mirren of last season. Um, they uh, took all three points. If I am correct in saying, yes, yes. they did. They won 1-0 as a result of a um, Ethan Erehon goal coming in the first half. 
and yeah, another clean sheet. I, as I said, is not worth it if you've got kind of the right keeper in. It's not worth transferring it because Alec scored me seven points this week. Outside of that, uh, yeah, maybe Livingston can could consider themselves to be a little bit unlucky. Uh, more shots and shots on target than Saint Mirren, um, and they created two big chances to Saint Mirren's one, but ultimately, Livingston. Really looking poor this, this so far this season. Um, with the the victory against Celtic, the standout result, and, uh, and their only and their yeah. only result really. Uh, they're my standout still for relegation. I think at this point. Yeah, but I guess Dundee are pretty dire form, looking pretty poor. From a personal perspective, the last thing I'll say on this game is I brought in Brophy two game weeks ago, and I think he's yet to register a shot on target from me. But having listened to Misery Hunters, the St. Mirren podcast, they've been quite impressed with him, his off-the-ball work. So hopefully that turns into assists, but we'll, we'll see. But off-the-ball work doesn't mean too much. I like his build-up play and stuff like that. So hopefully he'll be getting involved in some assists, maybe a goal. I'm going to stick by him because he's playing. And I've, I've, it's a fixture play. They've got um, Ross County away, Rangers at home is tough, but then Motherwell away, Dundee at home, St. Johnson away. Thomas, have you got anything to say about Livingston and St. Moon? Uh, yeah, just not touching uh, Livy with a barge pole. Would be tempt like uh, there's actually quite a few explosive picks in defence for St. Marin who mean I mean I brought them up in the bonus episode in Scott Tanzer and Joe Shaughnessy, but another player who's been coming up with some big points recently is also Marcus Fraser, who I hadn't considered. But yeah, and then in midfield, I think Erehon is that maybe two returns in three game weeks, from what I can remember. Something like that. He's hitting a bit of form, and Goodwin is placing his trust in him. So yeah, he, he might be someone worth considering. But ultimately, I think that's it for me from this fixture. Yeah. Nothing really stood out from uh, the point of view of individual statistics. So on to the next one. Uh, St. Johnson versus uh, Dundee FC. Yeah. Uh, oh, this was a uh, Chris Kane's Chris Kane's day. Two goals. Stevie May got, I think, an assist and a goal. I know Halloran with with two assists. So the points were very much um, centralised in this game to those three the three players. With uh, Saint Johnson conceding once. Um, much to my dismay, with Xander Clark and goals. But I was tempted to vice captain Xander Clark, but. I mean, I suppose it actually would have made a big difference because if I had done, Tav wouldn't have played and he would have got the armband. So I'd have been a kind of duff captain, to be honest. So I'm very glad I didn't vice-captain him. But yeah, I can't wait to get McCart back into my team. I think he's a relatively solid pick for how cheap he was. Again, Tanzer from St. Mirren, I feel, is another solid one, especially with how far forward he's getting. But that, that, that St. Mirren, this is... St. Johnson we're talking about. But yeah, Chris Kane, my what game week three transfer out, finally hitting. But yeah, I'm I'm not too dismayed about the fact I transferred him out. I think this is the first time he's hit this season, so He may have had one other goal in the league, I can't recall. That might actually be his I think that's his second and third goal of the campaign all yeah. over. And the other game, other goal was like against Galatasaray or something away in Europe or against LASK. <laughs> um yeah, St. Johnson, I think, again, like Dundee, could be good value in defence. They, again, despite some fairly significant departures, look very solid at the back. 
Davidson's got his men organised and going forward if you want to bring in St Johnson defender would not argue with you Dundee FC on the other hand no thanks they look terrible going forwards and backwards so a, a similar story to the Livingston one wouldn't really touch anyone with a barge pole rooted to the bottom of the table with 5 goals scored 16 conceded 3 losses on the bounce and winless in 8 enough said I think last two fixtures we've got um, Aberdeen hosting Celtic and I was having a think about this before I came on the podcast. In isolation, losing 2-1 to Celtic at home is not a bad result for Aberdeen. But in context of how Celtic, poor Celtic have been on the road over the last year and the position that Aberdeen find themselves in, it's not great. Yeah. Um, goals coming from Kyogo Furuhashi and uh, Yota. With Lewis Ferguson heading from, uh, yes, you guessed it, a set piece. Um, meaning that Ralston's clean sheet was bust for me essentially hasn't done much for me since I brought him in but that's how it goes I guess any signs of life from Aberdeen Toys? I mean you were on Ramsey if you had Christian Ramirez would you be moving him on? yeah I think you could find a cheaper striker for better value I think the most value that you should be pumping your money into is midfield like the big hitter like that's where the big hitters are hitting big hitters in defense tavernier is not really performing to the levels he, you would expect hillander's out injured goldson's not goldson was out the last couple of weeks and wasn't getting a vast amount of points or the number of points you'd expect from a defensive big hitter it's all the cheapies like you had the two aberdeen cheapies who were doing it at the start you had ralston who was 2.2 million at the start of the season um, you've got your St. Johnson defenders and St. Mary yeah. defenders who are really starting to come into it. If you had Ramirez, transfer him out and try and sort of reinvest that money into your midfield. The point I would have, though, is, is you're right, but do you not think, like, I think maybe a number of people have transferred out someone like Kyogo Furuhashi or they don't have a bad Oriota. They may think that uh, Ramirez is starting. He's the third top point-scoring striker in the game, as it stands. Um, my transfer is best used elsewhere um and on the topic yeah so yeah of Aberdeen I'm on Ramsey he seems to be like a wee diamond pick and I don't think I'll be moving him on he seems to get points regardless of the rest of the team's performance so yeah yeah um okay if you if you had no other transfers and you're thinking of transferring Ramirez out I would do it yeah I'd say that's fair but enough. But if you have other places where you want to reinvest money or want to move stuff about, go for it. Yeah, Celtic look like they're you know really hitting a stride with regards to their attacking form. Um, whilst they took less shots and shots on target than Aberdeen, they had four big chances, two of which were missed. And it, at this point, Kyogo Furuhashi looks like he's going to score any time he steps on the park. So I think... He'll be a transfer in for a lot of folks this week, potentially myself included. Um, but again, not not too much else to say here. Mm. Last one of the game week then, Thomas. Rangers versus Hibs. Um, I have to say I felt very hard done by. Balogun was my transfer in, and Hibs scored from their only shot on target. Um, so ultimately, whilst the result didn't go my way, I still think it was the correct decision. And ultimately, I think that pick will come good, provided that he'll get a you know, run of games before Hollander comes back. Um, Nisbet 2, he finally scored. Um, we discussed this briefly. 
we're both considering him back in. Hibs have a nice run of fixtures. I think it's between 12 and 15. And if he can start to sort of drum up a little bit of form and look sharp over the next few game weeks, I would not, I'd have no quandary with, quandaries with bringing him in. Thomas, what was your take on the game? Yeah, I mean, there was a controversial and inverted red card, commas red card. I'm not going to talk about it for too long, but there was the red card. And did that potentially change the game? Yeah, maybe, but at the end of the day, you've got to look at the game as it happened, and Rangers looked very much like their championship-winning selves. I think they deserved to win the game overall. Um, Alfredo Morelos may be starting to put a stamp on that approximately £8 million price tag. Again, we discussed this, still wouldn't really be going there. Um Someone that we had said in the podcast that could be a decent shout was Aribo, only getting a 6.3 rating. But again, we were just, as we were discussing, he's one of those players that blows hot and cold. And this just seems like this was one of the days where he was rather cold. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, I have two Rangers assets. I guess the big talking point this week in the Fantasy Football Scotland community is Captain Tavernier um, being benched. Thomas, how do you feel about that? Where are you? Uh, I mean, Harry did this sort of wild card in inverted commas which was if we wild carded what would it look like and instead of having Tavernier I had Goldson and Hollander in defence to sort of give myself some extra money because the increase in like I would come out 1.7 million in the bank with a yeah. change from one two def- like Tavernier and another defender to those two defenders Obviously, you've got the caveat that Hollander is currently injured. But so it would be Balogun in the meantime? Yes, and I would just sort of maybe keep the funds free or invest them somewhere where I can easily move them about. Um, but yeah, I, if you were thinking of moving off of Tav or you were wildcarding this week and were thinking of not having your Tav in your team, at 6.7 million for a defender, that's awful steep, and to have him benched ain't great. But this is the way I look at it. That's like I agree, six point seven million is a lot for a defender. But also, almost every week, he's one of the three best captain picks, and that's un- that's undeniable. And I think, oh considering, yeah, no. uh, considering the Rangers, way that Rangers play, I would not be in a rush to get rid of him uh, because realistically, you will captain him one every two, one every three game weeks. And just because he's been you know dropped once doesn't mean I think he's going to get packed out of the squad. Ultimately, he's also Rangers' best player in any position. True. Um, so, I'm absolutely a hold. I think Rangers will be keeping more clean sheets in their run to come, and I think we'll see. I actually have a feeling Tav might haul against Hearts, considering the way that the fullbacks like to fly up the wing. I think uh, Tav might find himself a bit of space in behind. Fair Don't enough. think I'll be captaining this week, though. What I would agree, what what I would say, this benching and lack of penalty status in his form, the captaincy discussion becomes far more equitable with players like Boyce. Um, Boyle for, for Hashi become it becomes far more equitable. Yeah. Talking of which, shall we look ahead to the game week nine, Thomas? Sure. Shall we start off with the team that we just finished on, yeah. which is Rangers hosting Hearts? Yep. Uh, definitely not in a rush to bring in any Hearts players, but I also wouldn't be moving them out. They have a run of nice fixtures following this. And ultimately, we're in form. However, I do think Rangers are going to come away comfortable winners here. I think. I think when I say comfortable, I don't think they're going to tan them, but I think it's going to be like a a one or a two nil 
clean sheet for Rangers. Fair enough. Um, I don't think I'll captain Tav here. Uh, he's kind of down the pecking order for this one, considering the fact that um, we've got uh, Celtic playing Motherwell and Hibs playing Dundee United. I think that's where I'll be going for my captaincy. I actually think, here we go, might as well start talking about transfer plans now, seeing as we're looking at uh, fixtures. Um, I think I will likely be going um, from Turnbull to Furuhashi and captaining Furuhashi. Um, now, th- my choice this week, or, or the decision I'm weighing up for this week for my transfer, was either put out a small fire in McGuinness and replace him with one of Fuchs, Devlin, or Binning Me, or chase a bit more upside, bring in someone who I think I would likely captain. And I think that's where I'm leaning. I think I've got more points to gain bringing in Furuhashi than I do with dealing the problem with the problem that is McGuinness. Um, captain him, and then vice captain Boyle, most likely. Boyce on the bench, considering he's playing it. The best defence in the league. Yourself, Thomas? I'm tempted to do the same transfer, but might do the captain Boyle instead of Furuhashi and then vice-captain Furuhashi. Fair enough. Um, Any other fixtures you like the look of? I think, actually, a sleeper is maybe um, Dundee FC hosting Aberdeen. I feel like if there was ever a time for Aberdeen to put in a convincing performance, it would be against struggling Dundee. And then you've got your Calvin Ramsey, he'll be getting forward, getting those potential assists from the free kicks and corners and whatnot. How I just I, I, I also going back to the whole Ramirez thing, I would not be taking Ramirez out before playing True. Dundee FC. Maybe next week, depending on who they're playing. But then at that point he'll if let's let's say he returns this game week, that's him returned in four from nine game weeks. That'll put him right up there and like inside the top three forwards. So I I would say hold. By and large. Fair enough. I guess we'll see. And then uh, Ross County, St. Mirren. I have Brofield and Regan Charles Cook, so hopefully it's a goal fest. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a 1 0, a 1 1. Yeah, going back, going, back to, going back to Ramirez, I've just looked at it here. So, even, so after this Dundee game, yeah, maybe hold them, but after that, transfer them out. Because they, ha- they then host Hibs, they then are away at Ibrox, and then they host Hearts. Yeah. So maybe after that. It's a game week 10 transfer, but definitely not game week 9. I'd even be, if I'd had him, I'd be tempted to vice-captain him, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't blame you, but long-term, I wouldn't be keeping hold of him. Ultimately, I think we're going to almost call it there. We've got one fan question this week, but we're not really going to necessarily tackle a, 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 a topic for general discussion based on the fact that we spent an hour and 10 minutes doing so last week. So if you want a bit more sort of general Fantasy Football Scotland conversation, you know, I'll look ahead to the next five game weeks or so. I would direct you towards there. In the meantime, we'll be answering a question from at Lord O'Connor on Twitter who asks, uh, first of all, how many players do you think are in the Mega League, Thomas? Take a guess. Because I, I can't figure out how to... Uh, it doesn't show you before you go and have a look. It doesn't I, show you... I would... I remember seeing a number that it was around 14k at the start of the season, so I'll go ahead and say somewhere between 15 and 16,000. You think? I think it's up close to 20, 19, 20k. That's my guess. But yeah, I guess there's only one way to find out, and that is by going onto the Mega League and then just swiping until you get to the bottom. Or doing so badly, you end up in last. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the second portion of his question was uh, he wants to know what team do we support? And um, for those of you who are not aware or haven't noticed, um, we've not made that public, I guess. We have been asked this before and we sort of swerved it, but 
ultimately, this is where I stand. In terms of things I support, Scottish fantasy football comes first. I have celebrated goals and clean sheets of the team I support's fiercest rival. Se- followed second, following this in second is just Scottish football more generally. You know, be it the national team, you know, um, storylines that are appearing with like you know St Johnston looking like a grand team, Tam Courts, Charmel Grew, and Dundee United look great. Yeah, um, I was just the the like the the around the ground on the Saturday is one of the highlights of my weekend. Maybe that's a wee bit sad, but just putting the headphones in, getting a wee bit of work done, and and listening to the around the grounds is grand. Yeah, I was supporting all five teams when they were playing in Europe. I was like, I was hoping for five teams to be in the European. I mean, yeah. bit ambitious, but hoping for as many teams as possible to be in the European group stages. Obviously, that didn't happen, but. To summarise, I actually don't think I'm I'm going to keep it that way as well. I think I'm going to keep the team that I support under wraps because I also want people who listen to this when I'm giving my opinion about a team I support or the team I support's rivals that I'm being unbiased because I think by and large I am very unbiased when it comes to my approach in Scottish fantasy football or fantasy football Scotland. Um, so sorry to disappoint there at Lardo Connor, but... Uh, I give you a hint. They play in the SPFL. <laughs> there we go. And on that note, I think we'll call it a day. I think mean, it's a bit of a slightly quicker episode. Yeah, but if you then include last episode, it was over an hour long. So. All right. Thanks for joining us, Thomas. Yep. Good luck for the game week ahead. It's good to be back. Back into the thick of it with Fantasy Football Scotland. Back with a bang. And before we go, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SFFantasyCom, where you can ask us the questions like at Lard O'Connor or just interact with us in general. Anyway, we'll see you next week. See you next week.